Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We're going to bring aboard our Oilers Now headliner. That's brought to you by, by Touchback Safety. When uh, it's time for safety training, you can trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. And as we do every Wednesday, we bring aboard Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Brian, how's it going today? Going well. Going well, Brandon. Thank you. Excellent. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And before we get into the game that happened last night, I don't think we've had the pleasure of speaking since the Saturday punch-up down the highway from us in Calgary. So we get an old-school Battle of Alberta. If it wasn't fully on before Saturday night, it most certainly is now. Um, I'd like to just get your thoughts on all the transpirings there. Uh, I thought it was fantastic in terms of drama and excitement, particularly for, you know, for a game at this time of the year. Uh, I don't remember certainly having that much interest for any game involving Edmonton and Calgary in a very long time. Uh, Kachuk, I thought, answered the bell. I've taken a lot of grief in Edmonton for saying that I don't feel Kachuk and Cassian are in the same weight class and, I enjoy the feedback, so please keep it coming. I can take it. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is uh, Cassian is a much more accomplished fighter than Matthew Kachuk will be for a very, very long time, if ever, and that's what I meant about it. It's not just the 9, 10, 11-pound weight difference. It's how they handle themselves on the ice on a daily basis. be like saying that, you know, Wayne Gretzky – and Dirk Graham were in the same weight class way back when. I can assure you they may have been about the same size, but they were not. So with that in mind, I mean, it seems to have shifted away from just Cassian versus Kachuk to now a full-blown rivalry with more nuances and more more layers, I suppose, than we originally thought. And if this ends up being a playoff series, I mean, I got to figure the league offices are going to have a residency, Brian, in Alberta for the next little bit. But curious what it means in a room when you come together with a group of guys like that and, and what what that uh, can do to fortify a locker room, so to speak. Yeah, it really can be very powerful. You know, going through the the battles together as a group, um, there's nothing that bonds a team stronger. And in a lot of ways, it could help both teams significantly. 
obviously, uh, I had Mike Smith in Tampa, so I, I, I can't say I was overly surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he went down to offer up uh, a chance for, for Cam to fight him, and I wasn't surprised that Mike did well either. He's very comfortable with that. Uh, but it does a lot, shows a lot of character. It, it does a lot for raising the group. And uh, I think both teams, quite frankly, will get a pop off it. They showed a lot of moxie. Uh, for Edmonton, it was really a huge night just because they had not obviously done well in terms of wins and losses against Calgary this year. Chatting with Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. And short-term, Brian, it kind of resulted in a bit of a flop last night as it happens with teams off of a stretch of emotional games in particular. You just sometimes don't get the legs. I know there's people texting us saying, well, they had 50 hours in Arizona before they played. But also, can you just explain sort of what the emotional drop-off is like and then having to play in a bit of a morgue of an arena like Arizona as well? Yeah, there's a lot of different factors, and, you know, a part of you can look and say, well, that's totally unacceptable. They're in a playoff battle, and yet you're dealing with human beings that are fallible. And emotionally, they've been through a lot, this team, and they've played really great, quite frankly, through it, and they've showed a lot of character just in terms of uh, restabilizing the ship again this year, something they've had to do a couple times. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have letdowns. A guy like Dave Tippett, who's been around, played as coach for a long time, he gets it. Uh, players are different. Uh, he's going to be upset. He's going to be irritated. He's not going to do anything that's going to hurt the team, though, the way he handles it. That's what I love about Tip. He's just got such a great feel for the room and a really deep understanding of how long you know, an 82-game season is. I can remember uh, when Mike Barnett was managing the Arizona Coyotes, who were the Phoenix Coyotes at the time. And he had gone up to Sean Burke before a game. He says, come on, are you ready to go, Berkey? We're going to get these guys tonight. And Berkey said, easy, Mike. There's, you know, there's still 72 games left. (laughs) And I I always thought that was funny. It was just, you know, that was Mike's first year managing a club. But he was obviously fired up. But when you go through this year after year, you recognize that it's a real marathon. And And players don't pace themselves, but you are going to go through times when you just run out of energy. It didn't look great last night for Edmonton. I think it's explainable. Now, part of what's enabled the Oilers to sort of pace themselves, so to speak, is they are 8-2-2 two two in their last 12 games has been the solidification of a second line. And they're still getting contributions from guys like, you know, your Josh Archibalds, your Riley Shands, but off the back end as well. And now some of the call-ups like Ethan or uh, Caleb Jones, rather, also contributing. So you're starting to see less reliance on those top two. And maybe that's a bigger piece of the puzzle in explaining this recent run than we're giving credit for. Yeah, I think so. I think that of all the things you could say about Edmonton that have been different this year, uh, you have to give Ken Holland a lot of credit for just having a very constant message. And that message, of course, has been stability. And now I think you're seeing people uh, relax a little bit, figure out where they fit in, understand, and not worry about maybe some of the distractions and just giving it their all. There's a lot of good players on Edmonton. There's taken some, it's taken a little bit of time to figure out what is the right combination of the group. Uh, Some guys have been brought in that have added to the mix. Some guys were removed. That is the business side of managing a hockey club. But uh, overall, 
looks pretty good right now. Uh, I've been bullish on the Oilers since before the season started. Uh, I didn't expect that they would run away with the league, um, but this is even better than than, than I expected. It's been a, a good year up till this point. Let's shift away as we speak with Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, longtime uh, NHL GM and agent as well. Alexander Ovechkin just will not slow down, Brian. This is quite remarkable, and it's starting to steal a lot of the NHL headlines. He registers his 27th hat trick last night. What kind of an enigma has this guy been over the last decade and a half in the league? I mean, he is just, he's sort of cementing himself, at least in my opinion, as the greatest goal scorer ever. Yeah, you know, he's a guy that's gone through a massive transition for a very long time. He was considered a really good player that would never drive his team to winning a Stanley Cup. And the jokes were endless. And Alex took a lot of abuse. Uh, I never saw any backlash from him. I never saw any sourness from him. He just kept doing his job. He's altered his game at times. Uh, He went through a maturation process as an individual. but it's hard to do anything but have great respect for what he's accomplished and how he's done it. And I have been very bullish also on the fact that I have said since we started talking about this that he could break the goal-scoring record. And I still feel that way. Now that they've re-upped Nick Backstrom for five more years, I think that's a little bit of a tell that Ovechkin will re-sign after his last year, which is coming up shortly. And uh, he's going to have a chance to to take a run at that. But in the meantime, I think Alex is pretty comfortable with himself. He loves doing big things. This run he's on right now is remarkable. We should be talking just about Dreisaitl and McDavid, and yet he's kind of stolen a little of the thunder, and deservedly so, just by what he's doing at this age, how he climbed back into a race that he really was kind of written off from about 15, 20 games ago. He'll never win his ninth rocket. Well, guess what? He very well uh, may, and he's he's the leading guy right now, no disrespect to Pasternak or Matthews or any of the other great young players in the league, but uh, he's been absolutely remarkable, and uh, personally, I've been incredibly impressed. Is there anything about his game when you watch it that sort of lends itself to this kind of longevity in terms of how... The, just the volume scoring this deep into his career? The thing that's shocking about Alex is that when you look at the history of his career now, the guy has missed 31 games, 17 of them due to injury. That is remarkable for the amount of time he's been in the National Hockey League. He just plays. He's almost, he's been indestructible up to this point. He is The first time I saw Alex in the parking lot down in Tampa, he was playing soccer with the rest of his team, and I walked out when I was general manager, and I ran into him and some other guys. He was very pleasant. It was very warm. He had his shirt off, and I was looking at the guy going, okay, well, now I get it. You're a monster. He's a monster of a man, and you may not always get that when you see him on the ice, but you can understand how he's been somewhat indestructible guy just doesn't get hurt. He plays and he plays hard. It's it's incredible. He's a little bit of a freak of nature the way Mario was when he came into the National Hockey League in 1984 as this big, strong, powerful, and he wasn't so strong and powerful that first year, but within two or three years, he was a monster of a man, 
that you just couldn't stop because of the skill level. Well, Alex has taken that to a different level in this era. We'll end with Toronto as we wrap things up with the NHL Network. We have Brian, to end with Toronto. We have to end with Toronto, Brian, because it seems like every, every second week or so, the sky starts falling, and then they turn it around, and then they figure it out, and then they're starting goaltender, who they rely heavily on and have really since he joined that team, and he gets hurt, and he gets hurt in a precarious spot as well. What can we make of this situation and how hard will they or should they be pressing to shore up that backup goaltending position in case Anderson's injury is a longer-term one? Well, if in fact it is going to be as long as some people suspect, uh, they're going to try really hard, I believe, and it's going to even shift their focus off of maybe specifically spending all that focus on trying to shore up the decor, making changes to the decor. So this is a really unfortunate break for Toronto, uh, this organization. It, it feels like it's been a season for them that's been going on for 12 years. It's just, it, it's been never ending. It's nonstop. They've had moments of greatness. They've had moments of horror. They've fired their head coach. Um, they've looked like world beaters. They've been beaten up the next night. Uh, you just never know what to expect. And yet underneath all of it, They've got an incredibly talented, offensive, young team that looks like it should have some staying power, but the salary cap is probably uh, their biggest enemy for a team that has all the financial might that the Toronto Maple Leafs do, and they're not afraid to spend it. Uh, The salary cap is tough for them right now. Uh, They desperately need it to rise this summer, uh, and yet that's not really the prediction um, I, I don't think we're going to see a massive uptick for another couple of years. And then I think after expansion and new television deals and that stuff, it may change. But right now, never a dull moment for me with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I've been a big believer that this would be Austin Matthews' year to really break out and win the Rocket Richard. Well, that was until I saw what Ovechkin has done over the last five games. Do you think, and I ask this because after they coughed up that game against Florida, an important one that knocked them right out of playoff position, it seemed as though William Nylander just kind of sloughed it off in the media. And to me, that's that's a bit of a red flag with the lack of maturity amongst these talented young scorers. Is that also part of the problem and part of what's caused some of the turbulence this season or even dating back to last if you want to talk about the holdout? Um, I think it could be uh, a certainly uh, a symptom of the problem. I mean, there's just uh, the one thing about the Leafs, it's never short on rumors. Uh, if I hear one more person tell me a plethora of horrible things about Casperi Capitan, I think I might throw up. Uh, for whatever reason, when things don't go well, uh, there's never a, a, a lack of excuses as to why. What the real truth is, well, right now only Sheldon Keefe knows and the Toronto Maple Leaf players, but uh, it's incredible the amount of eyes that are on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, it's, it's, it's really powerful for them at times, positively, and it's incredibly negative for them at other times. So, you know, as I said, never a dull moment. Uh, I like their team overall. I think they're shorter defensemen to really make a run in the playoffs, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. Well, we'll see what transpires between now and the trade deadline. Brian, we'll check in with you long before that. Always appreciate the time.
My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. This is Oilers Now, and you can follow us on a great road trip to the city of Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. This package includes a great lower bowl game ticket, a welcome reception with Bob and special guests, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field for the Oilers Now Chicago road trip. You can call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at New West Travel. Com. We're going to step aside here, back with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll also get to some of your text messages at 780-496-0063. Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Let's do this. We'll go right to NHL Today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored, branded programs where your order is done on time every time. Elite Promotional Marketing. Just two games tonight in the NHL. All four teams, original six franchises, by the way. The Maple Leafs visiting the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, and Chicago is home to Boston. Tough night for the Flames last night. Not only did they lose to San Jose at home, but Captain Mark Giordano fell awkwardly, bambied a little bit out there. Uh, I think it was his left leg that sort of collapsed. Could be out longer term. I believe they are still waiting on a word uh, from a couple of results, some testing that they did there. Then they became the answer to the trivia question. Who did Joe Thornton's 1500th NHL point come against? Yes, big Joe up to 14th all time. He's chasing uh, Paul Correa, I believe, is 13th. So a cool fact there. Bobby Ryan rejoining the Senators franchise after spending the last little while in the league's substance abuse program. There's some good news. He is in the AHL on a conditioning stint, as I understand it. Speaking of all-timers, you heard all about it with Brian Lawton. Alex Ovechkin scoring a hat-trick last night. Now sits at 698 goals. That hat-trick is 27th all-time. Bakersfield Condors in Tucson, or pardon me, hosting Tucson tonight, trying to make up some ground in the AHL's Pacific Division. Oil Kings off until Friday. Red Deer comes to Rogers Place. And the number four ranked U of A Golden Bears wrapping up the regular season with the Manitoba Bisons in town this weekend. Carlton Ravens checking in at number three on the U Sport Hockey Rankings. I'm not going to bang the Canada West drum as loud as Bob does, but uh, that surprised me a little bit. I'd have to take a look at their game footage. Still to come on today's edition of Oilers Now, we're going to hear from David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Talk about who the Oilers may be eyeing as trade targets. If you want to chime in on that conversation, feel free to do so. 780-496-0063. I'm of the belief that they need to prioritize a third-line center. I think that'll really shore things up for the playoffs. I really like Gaetan Haas. I like him as a rotational guy. I like him when Shan's cooled off a little bit. Then you plug Haas in. You get a little more offense, perhaps. But you need a shutdown guy. Well, you got Riley Shan. Who's your third-line centerman, though? Pajot, in all likelihood, is going to cost too much. Where else could they look? It's going to be interesting. We'll hear what David Staples has to say. 135 NHL insider John Shannon. We're going to chat with him about the induction of legendary oiler Riley, Ryan Smith, good gracious, into the IIHF Hockey's Hall of Fame. Captain Canada, long time coming. We'll get John Shannon's thoughts there and then also hear from the general manager of the number one ranked junior A team in the country. That is Kyle Chase of the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Ziggy Palfi is texting me from Kelowna. And he's saying, hey, there's uh, there's another Brendan on the show and from Kamloops. And then he wished a happy birthday to Linus Allmark and Ty Ratty. I don't know where you've been, Ziggy, but I've been on the show for about a year and a half now, my friend. Pleased to, uh, pleased to make your acquaintance. 
Brian S. says, I can't believe the Red Sox traded my favorite player, Mookie Betts, and David Price. I used to be a non-baseball fan, but many, many years ago, loved the World Series. Cheer for the underdog, cheer for the Jays when they won, and now a Red Sox fan, also a Dodgers fan. Yeah, did you hear about that, Blockbuster? We'll get you to chime in briefly here. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports, is sitting hey. on the other side of the glass. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm, I'm great. I'm great, man. It's a uh, nice day in Edmonton. Hopefully we don't have that freezing rain later. Oh, boy. Yeah. I didn't even know they were calling for that. So now I get to worry about it all afternoon. Uh, but we'll step away from hockey for a second. That was a blockbuster in yeah. baseball and one that had been rumored for a little bit. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was one of those moves that you thought was going to happen. And I, I don't understand baseball moves as, as well as I do, you know, hockey and football moves. I, you know basketball moves I, I don't quite understand as well but baseball offseason is interesting because you got guys sitting around that should be signed or traded and it hasn't happened yet and I mean goodness sakes how close are we to pitchers and catchers and you pull off a big trade like this I mean it doesn't really happen in the other sports as often as it does in baseball that you get a blockbuster like this but Good for the Dodgers. They got two quality players, one quality player for sure in Mookie Betts. Uh, David Price, I say he's okay. Yeah, he'll be at this point in his career, he'll be a solid piece. And I think yeah. he'll help make up for the fact that they had to trade Kenta Maeda to make it happen. Yeah. But, but yeah. pretty exciting stuff this offseason in Major League Baseball. It's not dull. Without a doubt. And to be honest with you, I'm not hearing that we're going to have an exciting NHL trade deadline. So maybe for you general sports fans out there, just drink this one in because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know that we're going to to see that kind of blockbuster at the end of this month. No, trade deadline in the NHL is not like it used to be. Definitely not. You watch it around the draft and free agency. That's when you see the big blockbusters happen. You know, when we'll have our extended coverage here in the radio side of things, but can you imagine those the, the major market networks here that we have in Canada? And that's, that's oh. like 12 straight hours of coverage. And sometimes you might not have that much to discuss. Well, I like that one network in particular uh, likes to make fun of themselves for the uh, coverage. Yes. That the, uh, the the length of the coverage. The guy we, on the left, as, the, as he's called. <laughs> that's uh, right, yes. <laughs> has been an excellent, excellent voice in that role. All right. We're going to step aside for a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. We are back with David Staples. We're talking more Oilers when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.